It's Monday the 8th of March. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert and Shane Lee, the Rick Stein of the afternoon sport, has been <laughs> cooking again this weekend. Yeah. What'd you cook? Mate, I did a little uh, little lamb shoulder. Cooked for eight hours, oh. mate, with chickpeas and uh, you know, um, some paprika and that. It was really nice, mate. It was nice. And, oh. Yep. Some nice tomato salad and uh, some Greek yogurt, mate. It was lovely. Oh, and washed it down with some mineral water, which is lovely. <laughs> Kezi Apps is on the show, Women's Rugby League player. She plays not only for the Blues, but she plays in the women's team as well for Australia. And former AFL champion, Corey McKernan. Okay, this T20, will Australia storm their way back into it, Shane? Aaron Finch getting runs again. He got 30-odd, but uh, they didn't get enough. Uh, New Zealand uh, chased them down. Yep, it was uh, the decider, the big match, and um, New Zealand got there in the end. But, um, look, a, a pretty good series in the end um, from the Aussies. Some some disappointments, obviously, early in um, the, the series and then, then to lose. But, uh, yeah, I think Australia's going to be reviewing that team moving forward. And, of course, there were a lot of players out, but a disappointing result in the end. Well, there's still plenty of cricket to talk about, and well done to Aaron Finch for, for really reviving. And you predicted it. You thought he'd get runs, so he no doubt will be captain, you would think, of the World Cup side. But, uh, look, a very exciting time for afternoon sport. Ian Beefy Botham. Sir Ian Botham right here tomorrow on Afternoon Sport. Can't wait, mate. And it's, yes, the first sir we've had on the show. And uh, funnily enough, mate, he was my idol growing up, even though he was a pom. Played for England. Um, I wanted to be like Ian Botham and all around us, so I'm very excited to have him on the show. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he says about what happened in India. That last test match, well, they didn't bat well, did they, England? You can blame every pitch under the sun. They had their opportunities in the field. They've gone down in the series, but uh, they can only really blame themselves. They chopped and changed with selection. Yeah, the batting wasn't good enough. And once again, um, India opening up the uh, the second innings with, with both spinners. Um, and both spinners took all 10 wickets. Patel and Ashwin taking five each. Yep, England didn't play well at all. Um, Pant was unbelievable. The wicketkeeper scoring 101 and, and keeping really, really well. And if you look back to the Australian um, sum up, um, Pant didn't play the first test when Australia bowled India out for 36. And since then, he's been included. And, and since then... India hasn't lost. And we've got a real opportunity on Afternoon Sport for you to win. Now, what we have is a signed Spartan bat signed by Chris Gale, arguably the best T20 player in the world. And it can be yours if you win. So basically what we need to do is see you do a review. Go to Apple and do a review on our podcast and then take a screenshot of that Send a tweet out, tag us in, tag Afternoon Sport in, and uh, there will be a winner of that Spartan bat signed by Chris Gale. He, he'd have to be the best T20 player in the world, wouldn't he, Shane? He is, mate, and I've seen the bat. It's, it's actually one of his playing bats, so it's, uh, it's, it's worth something, this one. And, um, yeah, he's a huge man, and I, I couldn't believe how big his bat is. So, it's, um, yeah, it's a nice little bit of memorabilia there. Okay, so, yeah, get there, do the review on Apple, take the screenshot, send out the tweet and tag us in and who knows you may be the proud owner of that bat signed by Chris Gale the Spartan bat now did you see that thing also about Pat Cummins saying that the DRS mm. needs a bit of a, a look because it's too batsman friendly I did mate and uh, it's a typical bowler response isn't it but uh, <laughs> look, look I, th- I think he's, he's right here the bales are not included in the DRS vision and more than 50% of the ball has to hit the stumps and and what Pat Cummins is saying well if I bowl a normal ball and it hits the bales, it's out. So why shouldn't it be under the review? And the ball only has to nick the outside of the, of the either the leg or the off stump. 
and it still knocks the bales off. So why do I need 50% of the ball to hit? So he makes a good point, but I think uh, it is a batsman's game, Pat, and uh, you, just have to get, you just have to get on with it. Yeah, and, and I do think we have to get, at some point, the DRS system into the big bash. All right, coming up on Afternoon Sport, Corey McKernan breaks down all the AFL. All right, time to talk a little AFL. And Corey McKernan, how are you? Hey, boys. How are you going? Corey, we're underway, mate. A little bit of footy on the weekend. Uh, your thoughts initially? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's getting close. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit weird, actually, that it's all come around so quickly. I think because the last season went so long, but... Mm. Yeah, it's it's great to great to have the footy back, and in less than uh, two weeks' time, we're going to see the Tigers and the Blues get it on at the MCG. But lots of practice matches and lots of footy going on over the weekend. What do you think of Jeremy Cameron for Geelong? Of course, they've had the star-studded side, uh, but haven't been able to get the chocolates. Will the addition of him and a couple of others get them there? Yeah, I'm interested. Look, I think what Jeremy Cameron gives them, especially having two targets now like they have down there and having, I mean, you've got two All-Australian, um, oh, sorry, two Coleman medalists down there. You've got mm. Hawkins, you've got Hawkins down there and Jeremy Cameron. Now, the great thing is when they're not on, even games like they played over the weekend against the Bombers, which the Bombers should have comfortably put Geelong away. Like they dominated the game, but Again, because you've got these two targets down there, even when you don't play play that well, you can get the ball in there quick. And because they're quality players, they know how to hit the scoreboard. The Hawks look pretty good too, didn't they, Corey? Uh, the, the new guy from the draft uh, kicked six goals. Yeah, um, he, he was he was fantastic. Now the name escapes me yeah, off the top too. of my tongue, boys. I think it is Kaczynski. It's yeah. um. It's, uh, I think it's brother of Justin Kaczynski, actually, that played at St Kilda. We might have to check that. But it's his cousin. Cousin. We'll go with brother, cousin. They're related yep. somehow, Shane. Like, I think we'll go with that one. But, um, no, nah, look, I, I think for the Hawks, to be able to unearth a, a tall target like that, I mean, the, I know it's only a pre-season game, but look, it's, I mean, to be able to kick six goals in any game of footy shows he's actually got a fair bit of talent. What about the women's competition? Uh, we're getting a little bit of clear air. Of course, there's green sprouts coming up everywhere, I think, as we turn the corner from COVID. And uh, that competition has been battered and bruised, really, hasn't it? Pushed around, shoved this way, shoved that way. But it looks like we're going to get this competition done. Yeah, we'll definitely get to the end of it. And and look, all the teams up the top at the pointy end of the ladder, like Brisbane, Adelaide, Collingwood, Fremantle. I mean, you're gonna we're gonna have a fantastic final series. And look, even the over the coming weeks at the completion of the home and away, there's still lots of games that are gonna decide the final uh, order of, or the final makeup of the of the finals. And we're gonna have a great final series, which the girls thoroughly deserve because I think the brand of footy that they've put on during this year has been fantastic. And as we said, it just keeps getting better and better with more pre-seasons. And let's hope they keep playing this sort of footy that they are and it's not sometimes the contrived version of the men's game. Yes. Now, what about this Mason Cox getting a little bit lippy early in the season, mate? Did you you catch that one? Yeah, he's he's very good on the lip, Shane, isn't he? Once he... uh, it's, it's as James Brayshaw says, once he starts kicking a couple of goals, he does get a fairly decent head wobble going. Um, no, nah, but look, I'm, I'm all, I'm all in for that. If anyone, you know what it's like, mate, that if anyone gives you cheek out on the sporting field, I reckon everyone's fair game. Um, and you, you, you give as good as you get, but look, I, I think for Mason, I, I actually like that part, but I think in what Mason also needs to do is 
we need to see more of Mason, how he played in the second half of that game. Like, we yeah. need to see that not just in quarters. Collingwood need him to have a really good year where he can kick 40, 50 goals because that's what they really need. They are missing a player that can kick multiple goals on a regular basis, and Mason's got to do that, not just talk. Yeah, and sometimes, like, you've got to know your target as well. Having a crack back at a water boy is like, do you have a crack back if people have a crack at you on social media or in the crowd? If I did over the years, particularly on the Today Show, some of the things I got called, if you react, well, you just got to let it go sometimes. Dennis Pagan, our coach at North Melbourne, had a famous line that if you argue full, soon you can't tell the difference. So <laughs> it's a very well good said. line. Yeah, very good. I like that. Hey, what about uh, Nathan Buckley? Uh, he's come out and said that uh, he'll walk away if that's the, in the best interest of Collingwood. He, he also said that in 2017, I believe, and then came back to unfortunately have the the, the loss in the grand final. But um, he's coming up to his 10th year this year, so he, he needs to have a good season, I would assume. Oh, look, like we mentioned, it's probably – what you'd expect nothing less from Nathan Buckley with the sort of man that he is. And mm-hmm. he probably, look, Nathan, knowing what he's like, he's very honest with himself. And he probably knows that if things don't go the right way this year, that, you know, I mean, he probably does have to step aside. But you just want to see Collingwood, as we mentioned, I mean, there's just a couple of signs. They lost a couple of players um, in the practice match the other night. You just want to see the Pies keep all their players injury free and scandal free. And I think if they can do that, they can they can have a very good year. But yeah, Bucks definitely needs a good year to in order to have another contract going into season next. What about the rule changes? Quite a bit of talk about this, Corey. How long do you think it'll take them all to get used to it? Yeah, there's some weird ones in there. Um, the Manning the Mark rule is uh, what was that game we used to play as a kid called Freeze? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, freeze. Yeah. Yes, that, that's that's what it feels like. It feels like you just yell like, Freeze! You got to stop and. <laughs> It is quite interesting. Look, some of the players, uh, they are adapting to it. You can get very technical. um, Just for those that don't know, you can get very technical now how you man the mark. So if you don't happen to be on the mark where the umpire is standing, if you stand off it, you still can actually move across. So I'm going to to be interested. Just keep an eye out for that one, that players won't actually go up and stand on the mark with the umpire. They'll just let – let the umpire stand there on their own and they'll just stand back another five or 10 metres and then you can do the manning of the mark where you can move laterally. So I'm going to be intrigued to see how the umpires mm. tackle that one. Speaking of freeze, do you see Jason Day hit a ball up to, into a bird's nest? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, let's just say Jason's uh, ethics in the game go a little bit better than Patrick Reed. If Patrick Reed said a ball went up into a tree, I don't I think between uh, between the three of us, I don't think we'd be as forgiving as what we are with Jason Day. No, that's right. Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, because there was some interesting vision about Patrick Reed moving some grass behind a ball. We're talking golf because this is another very big interested area for Corey McKernan. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> by Jason, way, sorry, yeah. by the way, Tim, I, if, if if anyone, go and watch that replay of on the, on the last few, I think it was yesterday. If anyone can find a twig that happened to be behind the ball, just give us a drop us a line because it was in normal grass. I didn't see any impediments or whatever. He reminds me of Rodney Dangerfield on Caddyshack, where he just if you turned your back on him, he might kick the ball out from the trees. <laughs> 
I have played. I've I've played golf with mates who have hit it out on the water in the ocean. Found it. You like they're standing on some atoll. They <laughs> found it. But um, yeah. But but the the story to Jason Day was basically hit up in a bird's nest, and it was in the bird's nest. He got binoculars from someone close by and identified it. He ended up having to get a double bogey, but he didn't have to climb the tree. He could just take a drop. Just finally, uh, I know you're a massive Tiger Woods fan, and he responded to all the players wearing red last week the red and black and uh, it was very emotional you could sort of we had a bit of an insight into where he is physically and mentally didn't we in just those small few words yeah I thought it was fantastic by all the players to get behind it it probably just shows the impact that Tiger Woods has had on a lot of golfers uh, around the world like I know even Annika Sorenstam um, did it in one of her comeback tournaments on the LPA LPGA tour but yeah, I, I think even Tiger was incredibly chuffed to know that, you know, I mean, the thoughts of all, of all the players were, were with him. And um, look, like I said to you guys, I'm just glad that he's still here. And I mean, he's got young kids and he can still have a massive, massive impact on their lives. But I think and even if he doesn't play, I think he can still have a massive impact on the game of golf anyway. Corey, just before we go, uh, you think about pulling the boots back on? I watched North Melbourne play on the weekend as well. And uh Mate, there might still be there a spot there for you. They, they look terrible. <laughs> oh, look, it's mate, it's not to be unexpected with North Melbourne. I think they've they've sort of ripped the band-aid off a little bit with a lot of things. And I know that David Noble, the the new coach, uh, obviously trying a, a new game plan, but I think the kangaroo fans, you want to buckle yourselves in because yep. I think she's gonna be a bumpy ride. <laughs> gonna be a long old twenty twenty one. All right, Corey, good to talk. We'll chat uh, before the week is out. It is great to have the footy nearly back. Thanks, boys. Coming up next on Afternoon Sport, one of the stars of the women's game in rugby league, it's Kezi Apps. Stump to Stump is Australia's newest and most interactive cricket platform for all cricket fans, players and clubs to share stories, match results, memories and experiences. Stumptostump.com Time to talk a little bit of rugby league and one of the stars of the women's game in this country and has been for a number of years, New South Wales player Kezi Apps and Kezi joins us on the line now from the New South Wales South Coast. How are you, Kezi? Hi, guys. I'm good. How are you? Good. Kezi, let's start with um, the appointment of Kylie Hilda as coach. Um, how do you think she'll go? I think she'll be she'll be great. We've been very lucky to have um, so many amazing coaches, like an Andy last year and the year before, mm. and uh, Ben Cross and Maddie Head and. Um, yeah, I think it'll be it'll be great for the game to have a female coach and Kylie's been around a while and I've been lucky enough to play with Kylie and um you know be coached by her as well so I think she'll do a fantastic job and she knows most of the girls and um yeah, I think she'll be really great uh, for that role. Look, we've had female coaches before, but not in this era, not not in this this era, because rugby league in, in for women has, thankfully, it's always been a great game, but it's now starting to get the exposure that it deserves. And uh, she also comes in, as you mentioned, as someone that's played with uh, the lion's share of the team. Yeah, exactly right. And um, I guess, you know, for a very long time, it has been very much dominated by um, the male uh, side of things. So I guess, you know, it's as I said, it's been so good to have um, the men come on board and support the women's game and try and grow the women's game, which has been fantastic. And the calibre of coaches that we have had in that role 
um, has definitely helped our game moving forward. But I guess now um, they're seeing the likes of Kylie, who's been doing a lot of coaching and has been part of the team before. And even last year, she wasn't even meant to play, but mm. she's so good and so fit and just uh, really good at what she does. She could just slot straight in um, because of an injury that we had in our camp. So that's just the type of person she is and she just gets along with everybody and she's just, as I said, been around a long time, so knows her stuff and has been around the coaching side of things for a while. That's what she does for work too. She works in that area and develops footy, I guess, out west way, so uh, around where she is. So I think, yeah, I think she'll do a fantastic job and I'm really excited for her. I'm very proud of her and her achievements because we are mates off the field um, as well. So it's very exciting. Oh, well said. How, how did you get into the league in the first place? Um, I grew up with – I've got two older brothers. Um, yep. and, and, yeah, so <laughs> that was basically the only time that they'd let me play with them in the backyard if, if it was footy. So um, I, yeah, started playing with them and then they were both like, why don't you come play for the bigger roosters? I was like – yeah, right. So uh, I didn't think girls could play. So, and then when I turned up, I was, I started when I was eight years old. So I played from under eight through to about under 11s with the boys. And, um, and yeah, my dad was my coach and it was the best thing ever. I got like, I think I got like coaches award or like, I know I got some sort of encouragement. award. <laughs> yeah. So basically because of my two brothers, that's sort of how I got into it. They wouldn't run at you now, would they, Kezi? Uh, they probably would because they, I think they'd get a bit, um, not not bagged out by their friends, but saying that I'm the best on the number one app. So, and that was my eldest brother. He was, he went really well in footy. He played for North Sydney Bears and played a couple of games for South Sydney. And yeah, his friends give it to him now to say that I'm the, the number one apps. And he used to always want to be obviously the number one uh, footballer <laughs> in the family. <laughs> Guess it's, um, you often find across a lot of sports that, um, uh, successful sports men and women both play against adults at a young age. Do you think playing against the boys at a young age really helped your game? Um, I feel like it would. It did help, obviously, develop those uh, skills a lot earlier and um, the knowledge of the game a little bit as well, which definitely helps. And just even tackling at a younger age, I guess you sort of learn really basic stuff. I feel like it does help, but in saying that, there are girls and obviously boys that start um, any sort of sport at a later age and, yeah. and if they're that athletic, um, you know, got the, that talent already, you know, they seem to pick it up very well. And a lot of um, girls go from different sporting codes, trying out different sports and, and actually going really well. So although yeah, I do believe that does help, um, I know I probably wouldn't have got into rugby league if I didn't really probably play at a younger age and had that passion and love for the game. But um in saying that, who knows? I probably would have on pretty rough heads, but but yeah, I definitely believe it has helped, and and it and it does. You can sort of tell some of the girls who did play at a younger age, and yeah. some girls who do come in. So they, um, there's a lot of things that you know that girls do that. Uh, I know in the female aspect, sorry, that if they did play at a younger, you sort of like, did you play when you're younger? And they're like, yep. I'm like, yeah, you can sort of just tell, you sort of just, you sort of just know of their knowledge or um, how they read things and just, yeah, just little things. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you do have that positive say of, of playing against the boys, but on the flip side, um, and this is slowly changing, but, but when you, you know, men and women are different. So the facilities need to be different. You need different dressing sheds and so on and so forth and, and different, um, 
uh, you know, things in and around the game, which no doubt when you were starting out and a lot of your contemporaries, you had to sort of get changed in the car or this or that. Yeah, well, look, I, you hear stories. Um, I was very lucky when I first sort of started, uh, especially playing at that next, that higher level um, that, you know, they had always played at sort of bigger stadium so they had different change rooms um for that reason and uh but you do hear stories of, of like say when kylie was going through or um you know your steph hancock's and your Car- um, karen murphy's who who sort of played a little bit before myself but, and you hear their stories of you know yeah getting changed in the car park and rocking up to a field and having to you know clear the field just making sure there's nothing on the field for them to actually play a game and um a little warm up on a strip just like on the side of a road, like just, yeah, it's pretty, um, you know, it's not really nice to hear what they had to go through until, you know, we got a little bit more support around the game, but yeah, now we're, we're very lucky that the game is growing and I've seen it grow a lot, even from my time when I started in 2014 and, yeah, every year it seems to be getting uh, bigger and better and, and we're getting more support and there's more girls wanting to play the game and we, they're getting better coaching and, you know, being put on diff- or strength programs and running programs, you know, to, to get their physical, um, you know, selves ready for the game and that's how much I've seen it grown and, and even now when I'm obviously where my hell how Helensburg team's actually playing in the Sydney comp this year, which I'm really excited oh, wow. about. Yeah. yeah. So uh, having, having to play against, you know, all the girls that I normally play with, um, yeah, I get to play against them this year. So I'm really excited to, to see the quality of, of girls who are playing the game and yeah. And just to see even everyone's athleticism is just, is, is, is changing and, they're being more invested in the game and um, yeah, they, they've got, they can actually see pathways for, for representing at a higher level. So they've got these goals that they want they have. So it's just so good to see that they've got these clear pathways in place that um, girls coming through now know sort of how to get there and, and what they need to do to be able to reach those goals. No, well said. Now we've got a big game against Queensland this year in the state of origin. How are we going to get this trophy back? Kezi? Let's hope we don't go through COVID again and yeah. have that um, preparation. But I thought we played, we, pre- we prepared, sorry, um, really well with the conditions that we we got given. Um, we sort of had to adjust. We were in the same camp as Queensland. We're walking past them every day. Uh, it was it wasn't a very good two weeks with them. You got to stop that out. You got to just got to stop that Ali Brigginshaw and you almost win, don't you? We do. She is an amazing player and uh, love playing with her. Hate playing against her. So she's just um she's just yeah, very knowledgeable and she just sits back and she just can read the play and read players and she yeah, she's an incredible athlete. So um yeah, and once you know, they got to sort of roll on and they got us on the back foot. They were just coming at us. And, um, but yeah, anyway, we, we, and so it's bad cause we only get one shot at it. So it's like, we get one crack at it. And if we, you know, we don't quite get there, that's it. We got to wait another year before we can, before we can try again. So, um, yeah, hopefully this year, well, I know we will, we'll get the trophy back this year. Yeah, we've got beauty. a great bunch. We've got a great bunch of girls. We've got so much talent to choose from. It's just, yeah, it's it's a it's probably going to be a headache for Kylie trying to get a team together because of, of everyone coming through and all all the great talent, as I said. But uh, it is a great 
time of year and we all love origin and we all love the rivalry and um yeah we're mates off the field but yeah as soon as we get in those colors or in those you know yeah in that camp we sort of like you sort of trying to yeah you sort of switch a little switch and you sort of Really don't like them. <laughs> no, it's a bit of white line fever. Just, just very quickly to finish with, you're playing with the mighty Red V. Of course, they're celebrating St George, uh, celebrating a hundred years. Uh, one Go of the dragons. One, of, yeah, he loves the dragons. One of the great, <laughs> great brands, and I've got a very soft spot as well. One of the great brands in world sport, really. And uh, you not only play for them, but you also uh, represent them and are trying to grow the game through the Dragons, through uh, the youth? Yeah, I'm very lucky that I, yeah, um, I'm i able to work for the Dragons as well. I work in community and uh, we have a program that they developed um, called Best You Can Be and we go to schools and to promote health and wellbeing to year five and six kids and, yeah, give, giving them important messages on, you know, how to be the best that you can be and, if you know, if it's rugby league you want to achieve or any type of, you know, anything, that you want to achieve in life. Um, if you follow these things like making sure you get enough sleep, drink enough water, eat the right foods, have a positive mindset um, and things like that, just a little work booklet. Yeah. So I get to go to schools and talk to kids about that and, and promoting that, which is something I'm really, I really love. And um, especially now I'm back in Vegas. So I get to do that in my schools around here. So um, yeah, very, very lucky to not only represent them on the field, um, but what they, what they do off the field uh, is something I'm really proud about. Kezi, you are, you are a wonderful ambassador, not only for the girls, but for rugby league in general. So well done and good luck this year. And uh, we'll be watching um, closely to see that when you smash those Maroons, we're going to be watching and cheering you on. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Go get them, Kezi. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you to Kezi Apps today and to Corey McKernan and, of course, our sponsors, Shana. Yeah, Spartan Sports, www.spartansportshq.com. And don't forget, you can be in it for the bat. Of course, the sign, Chris Gale, bat from Spartan. Go to the Apple Podcast, do a review, take the screenshot and then send out a tweet tagging us in. Afternoon sport, and who knows, you might just get Chris Gale's Spartan bat. Thank you to our producer, also Dan McHugh. We'll see you tomorrow. See you then, guys. Take care.